Hi, I am Tingen, and this is the Parents in Tech podcast. In this special collaboration series with Microsoft, I speak with Microsoft leaders on the parent-career connection, how they balance career and family goals and make it all work. In this episode, I speak with Brian, Senior Solutions Architect in Singapore. Brian is dad to two young boys, age one and three. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the Parents in Tech Show. Very excited to have you on today. To begin with, could you tell me a bit more about your family? So my wife and I, we, we met while working and then we kind of got, got married like a few years back, three, four years back. And then, so we are a family of four. So I have two boys, one and three. So yeah, they are both now in childcare. Awesome. Got it, got it. So, so you know, with your three-year-old, I'm really keen, right? Because that they are starting to to learn, starting to to build their vocabulary. I think this is very much the same also for for my daughter who is two and a half years old. So, I'm curious, how do you explain Microsoft to your three-year-old? This one is also every day. The answer is a bit slightly different. So, he will come to me and say, "Hey, Papa, why are you working? Why are you working?" So. I will actually explain to him that, hey, Papa is actually working in a technology company. Like, I have to work in front of the laptop, you know, so I cannot go anywhere. So to, to him, uh, a laptop is work. So that's how I explain to him uh, what Microsoft is. <laughs> Got it, got it. And you know, it's very interesting because you have built quite a quite a solid and established career in, in technology. So I'm curious, right, what is your view of technology and parenting? You know, there's a lot of topics and a lot of discussions on how, you know, screens and, and mobile devices uh, may or may not be good for, for children and their childhood. I'd love to hear what's your take on that. I think for us, we tend to let our children be exposed to all this technology. For example, we do have like the Google Homes in, uh, sitting around the house that turn on and off. We also have some tablets. So I think educating them all these technology all these tools right in, uh, earlier it will pro it, it will help them because they will understand that it's a tool and of course for ipad it's entertainment right? so i i think a lot of these things we have to set a like a boundary and a limit so for example it's like oh no ipad after after nine o'clock or and then ipad can only be used for one hour for example and can only be used at night like right? after school so a lot of these uh, boundary we have to slowly add it in because in the very beginning mm. they kind of don't understand it as well right so they keep snatching it especially now when you have two i mean i have two you have two now they will start snatching right they don't understand the concept of yes. share, sharing as well so yeah so we have to slowly educate them of all these rules so slowly one by one Okay, but it's not like a, a moratorium where you, you, you say no, no devices, no technology at all. So I'm curious about, you know, how, how you think about technology and the role you want it to play in, in their childhood, right? Because, I mean, I guess when we grew up, it was still very much PCs, laptops, yes. uh, yes. actually much later on. But yes. nowadays, like you said, right, mobile phone, yes. iPad and everything. So I'm curious about, yeah, what, what you think the role of, of this technology is for, for them as they grow up? I think... Um, I, I don't really want to say no to them because I think if you if you box them up too early on, their imagination, their creativity will be boxed up very quickly. So for me, I, I tend to be a bit long-winded. So I explain a lot why. So why you cannot use iPad for one, more, one hour? Oh, because you know your eyes, you have 
a lot of strain. You will start to wear glasses, wear, wear you know, what's glasses, you know, daddy never wear glasses, right? So a lot of these things we have to slowly in, introduce to them and uh, explain to them the tools that they, they, they are using, right? Some of this is entertainment, yes. Sorry for learning. So I remember like I, I put on my iPad, but in front of it is a blank notes. It's an iPad notes, right? So uh, what are we going to write today? What, what are we going to learn today? So I draw a letter A and then they'll be like, oh, this one can be drawn. <laughs> so it's like you, you slowly introduce them all these technologies and they will understand the benefit like slowly later on. Got it, definitely. And I think that certainly is, is a very interesting journey that they're going on, even as technology uh, is changing very quickly. Right? Yeah, yeah. A big part of you working in tech is really about removing friction and enabling access for others. I'm curious about how that experience has shaped you as a parent. One learning I, I got from my son, my elder one, is that uh, one time I was trying to teach him how to draw a circle. I mean, I'm quite sure your children will do the same thing. They'll they pick a marker, they'll just uh, anyhow draw, right? So they'll like left, right, left, right, left, right. But what I was trying to teach him is where it's the shape, right? So as I try to teach him, he's still going back to enjoying you know, left, right, up, down, and stuff like that, but not the shape. So I think I got really, uh, because of lack of sleep and stuff like that. So I, I, I got a, a little bit like loud, so uh, agitated. So I think, <laughs> wow. While I try to teach my son how to draw a square, uh, he actually got uh, upset, right? So, and then he put down the marker and say, Papa, I don't want to draw anymore. So, I think one thing I learned from, from this is that uh, I have good intention while teaching them the skill that they need to do. Uh, sometimes uh, being too pushy or rushing to have the result will have a negative impact. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing that. And it's true, right? I think there's this desire for us to sometimes just make it seamless and get to the end goal but that not necessarily always carries through um, yeah. but I think that thanks for sharing that that's a, that's a very interesting story and definitely one that we all can draw lessons from when did you and your wife talk about having children right what what was the plan like I think the plan is really like I mean, we, we settle down and we try to enjoy it as much as possible we never really state what is our timeline that we, we, we never set a timeline to do like parenting but more on like understanding what are, what values we are trying to give to you know teach our children like how are they going to grow up what kind of person are they so we spend a lot of time uh, in the second question actually not like when to have kids it's more like where we have kids what kind of values we want to teach them and okay what, what, what are some of the values sorry to interrupt but what are some of the values out of curiosity oh. that you and your wife have discussed so yeah. Uh, one of the values is really like um like caring for each other. So I think the elder one would tend to always bully the younger one. Like. So it's like they'll walk around when the younger one try to walk, you know, accidentally bump to him. They actually explain to them, try to explain to him and say, "Hey, this is the DD. You know, you must make sure that you are you are taking care of the people around you. Uh, you must take care of mama. You must take care of uh, papa. You know, care of any healthy people. Then the other value is really like sharing. So it's like. I will always like throw in a question like, oh, you have a chocolate now, right? So do you want to share? You know, I want to share with your friends. Like, you know, share is caring, right? So a, a lot of these things might not be like intuitive to them. You know, it's like, oh, this is my wife, why should I share? But yep. some of these things like, oh, you must share because you want to share the joy, right? You want everyone else to be happy mm. around you. 
So you must yep. break things into very simple format, into simple terms. Uh. You, you, you understand what I mean, right? So they, they, are, very, yes. they are very naive, they are very innocent. You know, they, are, they want to listen from you also, which is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's what I, I, I say by, you know, the values. Well, what, what value? Like for example, the no. My wife keeps saying no, yeah. it's dangerous. I have dangerous there. But for daddy, it's always like, oh, you should focus, right? Look up, mm. look up. Don't look down. Like, for sometimes I also about a bit scared, you know. They come off the, the you know, the, the playground and stuff like that. I was like, okay, you only look yeah. up. You can't look down. <laughs> daddy also very scared. Yeah. You don't look up, okay? Focus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So very much focusing on the positives, focusing on the, you know, going through and doing things together with them. I think, yes. I think that that's yeah. super interesting. But I'm also curious, right? A, a big part of kids, especially mine, if anything, it's they don't always listen, right? Um, so I'm curious about what's your thoughts around disciplining, especially when perhaps they do something that uh, perhaps you would not like to encourage, right? So for example, things like not sharing things. Then, yeah, well, what's your what's your take around that when they don't listen, where they get into the terrible twos and they kick up a fuss? <laughs> yeah, they, they will tend to like cry and you know, yell and stuff like that. But I think L day is really trying to be patient. Sometimes just let them vent out all everything, right? Just cry as much as possible. And, you know, sometimes the people at the void that also look at us, you know, he's like main main thing is and let, let him understand, right? Crying doesn't solve anything. Right. So my elder one, luckily for me, he's like he started to understand it. So the more he cried, he knows that daddy actually don't don't change his decision, right? So not anymore by my, my younger one. My younger one is still like, I, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. So my younger one is like, oh, if he doesn't eat the chocolate, he'll just keep yelling, right? Keep yelling, yelling uh, until he get the chocolate. So for for me, it's just to maintain the high standard, keep the bar high. Even my elder one look at me, right? okay, daddy actually, you know, even if you cry, you yell, it, it doesn't matter, right? It's just following the, keeping the bar high. Definitely. I think it's that idea of explaining, kind of bringing them through that journey, helping them to understand, being patient, all right? Sometimes yes, being patient. I think that's something that, uh, yeah, that, that you explain. Like for, like, for example, my elder one don't like to brush teeth. Like, me and my wife, we were thinking about different strategies to how do we make him brush teeth, right, in the morning and <laughs> at night. And the one thing is really making it super accessible for him. So, we bought a very mm. small basin. I'm, I'm quite sure you also do the same thing. Oh. Small basin, their height level, and then we just put a mirror in front, so make it super accessible for wow. for for him, right? They say, "Hey, there's no excuse, yep. right? You will say that you will scared of yep. the ladder, you scared of, you know, it's too high for you and stuff like that." Then you do it together yep. with them. I think yep. the other thing is also be patient. So I think first time, second time, mm. I mean, I've been through the startup phase. Huh? Rejection is <laughs> is very common. So just keep saying like, "Keep go, keep keep going, keep trying, keep going, keep keep on going." So until one day he will just suddenly okay, uh, without me that he will just go and brush it. Hopefully, uh, we are still in this space. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know, as you talk about that, about almost like removing frictions, removing uh, yes, barriers, remo- and that's also not too different from what you do professionally at work, right? So oh, yeah, maybe tell me a bit more about yeah, tell me a bit more about how working at tech as a tech leader has impacted you being a parent, or vice versa, right? I'm sure there's a lot of a crisscross, a lot of learnings. Yeah, like what was something that. I guess principles or or things that you carry across either role. Um, I think technology is really like very like evolving like very quickly over the last few years, especially. So especially things like the concept of hybrid working also is not very common. But since the pandemic and until now, I I kind of work from home like half the time, 
and their their half time will be working office. But mainly just to connect with my colleague and also to connect with people, meeting and stuff like that. But we need to start thinking about technology as in it's like a tool. So we we actually use it properly and to make it like you know improve your productivity and uh, yeah this this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's a lot of that. So I'm curious, right, from kind of your entrepreneurial journey to now working at Microsoft, also, of course, there's always the challenge of tech moving so fast and being able to keep up with, with all the changes, all that's happening. And then, of course, there's your role of a father of two young kids. You know, tell me a bit more about what that balance looks like. <laughs> the, the balance is no balance. So to be honest, so I, I think I always uh, join my colleagues and friends right, is that when after six, I try to be at home. And of course, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be in traffic and meeting over and stuff like that. After six, I try to be at home, mainly also to pick up my, my son from school. If not, I've had penalties, like the childcare. And the other part is really the time I have, right? So after I put them to sleep, nine or 10, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock to one, that's the productivity time. So that's the time I'm also picking up, not, not saying new skills, but really trying to pick up the technology, right? So a lot of I think in mm. the recent few months, especially like all the open AI, all the, you know, this kind of generative mm. AI thing, it's really a lot of things that's changing every single month, every single day as well. Correct. So Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday is more mm. like, although people are like family time, right? For, for me, it's like, it's my learning time. Right? So I spend a lot of time mm. on my iPad just to make sure that, you know, the, the newsletter I'm going through, you know, I subscribe to a lot of newsletter to, to keep me, keep, keep myself updated. And then if they sleep early in the afternoon nap, I will have some time to build POC, uh, like pro concept. So while you understand those technology and all these new tools and libraries and stuff like that, it will benefit greatly if you know how to use it. So I, I really built some, yep. something myself, being more practical. I'm, I'm more practical, uh, more down to work. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Especially when you talk to customer, right? Customer will tell you, oh, it's very difficult, but I was like saying, but I, I built it over one weekend, so it's not so difficult, you see. So it's, it's a way for you to be confident as well when you talk to customer. Because sometimes all these tools have to be too overwhelming right, for a lot of people, right? So like, oh, how do I use this? How do I make sure that I'm using correctly? How do I deploy this at scale, security here as well? So a lot of these questions get thrown back, but end of the day is really like, have you tried? Like it's actually very easy, you know? The tools nowadays are, are getting more and more easier to use, but also Definitely. getting getting more and more scary. Uh, because they are a lot more capable now. <laughs> yeah. So I also want to, want to take the diversion since you also kind of mentioned it. I, I know yeah. this is kind of off script, but let's talk a bit about AI, right? And yeah. the impact of also your view of it as firstly, I guess, a technology leader, but more importantly, what it means for children, right? I think recently there's quite a lot of media, a lot of news about how, you know, AI is going to replace a lot of things. Well, I think they took a couple of those standardized tests uh, yes. and then they kind of passed it or did really well for some, but I guess not, not all. Some people say, you know, the art of writing, the art of even designing, creating is sort of already going to be replaced by AI. Uh, curious to hear, you know, some of your thoughts around where you stand on that, especially in relation to you being a father. You know, I have a very extensive discussion about this with my wife. Right? So, so, That's awesome. Yeah, Let's so, hear some of it. So I think it's very important to know what AI can do. Right. AI is really trying to mimic a lot of human experience, right? So the way we talk, the way we draw, the way we see things as beautiful, right? So this actually still human create. So we created it, right? 
So a lot of the things that AI cannot really replace uh, is the experience you're having, is the creativity, is the concept of like your inspiration, your, your new ideas, right? So a, a lot of businesses, right, depends on people like us, like a problem solver. You know, we need to go out, we're going to go, go down and see the problem and try to solve the things. If AI never seen it before, that means the internet haven't seen it before, the AI will not know, right? So my wife and I were also very worried on uh, the education system that how they can embrace AI and, you know, how are these things that, you know, if the children don't get exposed to AI earlier on, these are tools, right? The tools actually works for you, right? So if you don't know, know how to use these tools, you'll be more disadvantaged as they grow up, right? Without all, all these tools. So a lot of kids, I saw them, you know, online and stuff like that. They use AI, they use ChatGPT to go learning, right? They learn new skills using ChatGPT, right? So I think, of course, a lot of things have to change. And this is just like, you know, first few months of new technology and stuff like that. You know, so we will just see and, you know, get excited about new thing, the next AI, the next phase, you know, the next hype. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I'm curious, right? Are you, are you thinking about using any AI or perhaps zoom out a bit technology to help you and enable you as a parent? Of course, other than the part for entertainment, which our, all of our kids love. Curious to hear about, uh, yeah, just in terms of, have there been any technology, any tools that has just been super helpful to increase your productivity or, or enhance the parenthood experience? Tools like the co-pilot, I think I do a lot of POC, but without the GitHub co-pilot. So it's co-pilot is like, it's a way to generate the code. And of course, you generate a code in, in a way that you, as an expert, you should be able to know whether the code is doing the right thing or, or the wrong thing. Uh. Same thing as uh, how the AI model is trained, right? It's just looking at the existing code in the internet and then generate a bunch of things based on based on what you say that you're going to build, right? So a lot of the, um, these tools is, is like the co-pilot and then ChatGPT is also another one. So let's say if I want to research like, oh, if my son is coughing and stuff like that, so I'll just tell the ChatGPT sometimes that, hey, what happened when the kid cough too much and you know start vomiting and stuff so i will start to interact with all these like models and see what kind of response they, they are giving me versus the what i can find online so think of all these tools like time saver as well so with the the, the stuff that you get quicker access to the information definitely and I think it's, it's going to be interesting, right? As, as we see more of these technology tools come around, I think there's always almost a love-hate, bittersweet kind of relationship between some of these tools. So I guess in terms of like, let's say, you know, are, are there particular technologies that you are most excited about or you think that will impact your children the most as they grow up, right? Uh, we spoke about AI as one of them, but are there any particular other technologies or things that you're looking out for that could potentially change the way we work, change the way we live? Hmm. I think while we are talking, well, while we are still talking about like generative AI and stuff like that, I think one very important thing that I think a lot of people never look at and start and think about it is whether how do you regulate all this AI, right? So to make sure that you know they are doing the right thing, they are not uh, doing the doing the wrong thing. Right? Like let's say you give them uh, try to create uh, some mis- malicious scream and stuff like that. So one thing I'm quite excited about is really um, the concept of a uh, responsible AI. I'm not sure whether you heard about this, but it's whether how you regulate this AI. So I think the part that will come next uh, is how do you tell whether the image is generated by AI or not? There must be some way to detect them. Right? So I think that there must be the next wave. And then the other part is really how our system, our human, you know, the society, our system can embrace this kind of AI to make sure that these are all 
put in put well in checks. Yeah. 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 The guardrails to protect guard it. Because right? yes. I think right now, uh, right now it's quite open. I saw some quite scary things uh, online or what, what AI can do because there's yep. really no no boundaries right now. Right? Yes. So, yeah. Thanks a lot for sharing that. I think very interesting to always hear for someone who is at the forefront of this technology. Perhaps back to, to fatherhood, right? And as a, a father of, uh, of two young children, I'm curious, what makes you feel inspired to be your best self as a father? I try to be my best self in front of my kids all the time. I'm sure you are as well. So they will look up to you as a role model. They will also like follow you, like, you know, keeping out the standard. You know, we are, for example, to be on time, right? We need to go school at nine. We prepare at eight, right? So it's really, it's the mentality kind of thing. And my motivation, also, of course, is the children. And, and if they see me sitting on the sofa, uh, slacking, sleeping, not doing any work and stuff like that, that's not a good role model, right? So I think, uh, they always ask like, oh, why, why, why you need to work? You know, why you need to work like so long? Is that, oh, that, that was saying that, oh, but I need to work because I need to keep myself up to date, right? So a lot of this work needs, you need to keep on learning. And then she will be questioning, oh, but what are you learning? Is that, is that back to the question like, why is Microsoft? Is that, oh, I'm learning how all these, like, all these new tool, right? All these, like, I'll point to the laptop, the mouse and stuff like that. So all these tools, like, you know, all these, these are the hardware, these are the software, how this thing come together and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's quite hard like, with all this hybrid working and stuff like that. When you are, when the children is at home, then you are still working. And of course, to pull up the best selfies, uh, I always think of them. So just to be, make sure that I keep the bar super high. I love that. Really leading by, by role model, leading by example. I think that's something that stands out quite clearly. And I think that's something that uh, would, would certainly be appreciated from your children. Uh, look, Brian, I know you've only been a parent for three years, uh, but it could be seen same, as a short time, could be seen same, as a long time. Same uh, as you, right? <laughs> same for me. Same for me, same for me. If you could turn back time to when you first became a dad, what would you tell him? Okay, so if I would to turn back time and uh, the advice I would give myself is really to embrace the, the challenges and don't overthink. So as much as we want to prepare and stuff like that, we can never prepare for all the different challenges. For, for so, for example, it's like because of COVID, you know, both of my children got E and E. So oh, wow, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's difficult uh, because my my wife at the time just recovered from you know, the the labor and right. stuff like that. Right? So I think to be there all the time, to be with them all the time. Yeah, and the good thing about hybrid working and stuff like that is that you don't need to be in office all the time. And my colleague, yep. my colleague is also very very supportive and uh, and and everyone is, is just knows that what's going on so i think mm. enjoy the moment <laughs> and embrace the challenge yeah yeah your wife is your best co-pilot <laughs> that's a, I, I always say that very true and then the last one will be give the young one time to learn and also mm. yourself to unlearn the things so a lot of things are very obvious to us right? you know yep but it's not so obvious to them like for example, the, I think the first thing I, I tried to teach my son during the COVID is put on the mask. So, mm. so it's yeah. very natural for us, right? But for him, it does, oh, how do I, how do I put it in? You know, you have to teach him like, I teach him like 50 times. <laughs> like every time we go out, yeah. we have to put it in and stuff like that. So now it's like, to him, that's like second nature. Right? So yeah. yeah, give him time to learn and to be yeah. patient. 
Got it. Got it. Now, this has been a really insightful conversation, Brian, and thank you so much for just opening up and uh, being uh, so honest and candid with your conversations. I'm sure some of our listeners want to connect with you. How can they best do so? Oh, they can find me at LinkedIn. So I'm very, I'm visible at that. And I also might, might email. So if you have my personal email or Microsoft email, then yeah, let's connect. Sure, we'll include it in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for chatting today. Such a joy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Tingyan. Thanks for listening to the Parents in Tech podcast with me, your host, Tingyan. We hope you were inspired on how to raise kids and build companies. To catch up on earlier episodes or stay updated with upcoming ones, head over to www.parents.fm to join our community of parents in tech. There, you can also drop me a question, idea, feedback, or suggestion. Once again, the website is www.parents.fm. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.